Welcome to Faith for Everyday Podcast with Pastor Sintemedia. You're the God of this city. You're the King of these people. You're the Lord of this nation. Um, Cornelius. Please, if you have your Bibles, open to Hebrews chapter 11. Let's read verse 6. Hebrews 11, 6. Hebrews 11, 6. Please, if you are there, say amen. All right, Hebrews eleven six. He said, But without faith, it is impossible. In fact, not difficult. So if the Bible is yours, you can underline impossible. Impossible. If the Bible is yours, please underline. Impossible. It's not like faith is an option. Faith is a must. (laughs) Amen. He said without faith, it is impossible to please God. Absolute. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it is possible to serve God. Without faith, it is possible to come to church on a rainy day. Without faith, It is possible to give an offering when you don't have money. Without faith, it is possible to honor your pastor. But all this great work will not please God unless they were done on the basis of faith. Should I take it again? No, without faith, it's a possi- it is possible to come to church through a flood. W- without faith, it is possible to come to church through a storm. Without faith, it is possible to come to church when you are angry. Because sometimes, People's coming to church is an accusation. Without faith, it is possible to feed your pastor. Just to accuse him because last week, the pastor said he's hungry. So, Ajua, carry the rest of the food. Go and give it to the pastor. You have fed the pastor, but you didn't please God. You have wasted your resources. God loves a cheerful giver. 
Amen. Amen. So, if you want to command supernatural results, and please, immediately we say supernatural, it means that it is something that goes beyond what natural ability can achieve. So, when we say supernatural results, we are saying that getting results that no natural ability can get. And one man's supernatural result may be one man's natural results. Yeah. If Bill Gates wants to buy what we have here, it is a natural result. But if, by the grace of God, I have been able to lead you to build this, it's a supernatural result. Because we built it out of nothing. We just stood in a muddy place and just commanded buildings to come up. So how do we get this supernatural results? And that is why you don't have to fear. Sometimes you might think that if somebody starts a bigger shop close to your small shop, yours will collapse. It's a lie. It doesn't have to be big to be good. But if it's good, it will be big. I see Trinity Chapel becoming big because it's good. So if we want to command supernatural results, we must look for one thing. And that one thing is what? Faith. A practical expression of our confidence and trust in God. Which is born out of hearing what God has said. See, he didn't say sometimes it's possible to please God without faith. He said all the time, under all circumstances, no matter who you are, without faith, it is impossible to make God smile. Do you agree? And he that cometh to the Lord must know that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. That is to say that if you can actually please God, it begins with becoming God conscious. God consciousness is the first step towards pleasing God. For we shall not lay again the elementary principles of Christ, which is repentance from dead works and faith towards God. If you want supernatural results, you must be God conscious. Apostle Paul says that not that I've apprehended, but I press on towards the mark, counting the things behind us. I'm just forgetting about those things that were are behind and the things that used to be gained to me, I count them but lost that I may know that I'm as the consciousness of God. If you want supernatural results, you must go through each moment of your day knowing there is a God that see it in the secret. Are you here? I said if you want supernatural result, you must walk around knowing there is a God. If you pray without knowing there is a God who sees in the secret, you will pray to please men and men will praise you and you receive no reward from God. If you fast and you don't know that God sees in secret, you would intend 
intentionally make men know but men don't have to know that I fast. Men don't have to know that I pray. There is a God who sees in secret and he shall reward my labor of love in secret publicly. So if you want to command supernatural results, if you want to get things only God's ability can help you get, it begins with being conscious of the existence of God. As a husband, until I'm conscious that God is watching 24 hours, I cannot please God. But God consciousness alone is not enough to please God, but God's faith is all it takes to please him. And it's simple. And what it means, without faith it's impossible to please God, it simply means that if you do what God says, you have pleased him. That's what it means. Faith without works is dead. So if you believe what God says and you act in accordance with what God is saying, God is happy because you have obeyed him. Is it a very simple English that everybody can understand? Okay. So without faith, it is impossible to please God. Let's read Acts chapter 10. And let me come to Cornelius and create a story. Acts chapter 10. Without faith, you cannot command supernatural results. Without faith, you would operate only in your natural ability. But when you receive faith... You will operate above your natural ability. So if you are an average student with faith, you get distinction results. If you are a distinctive student with faith, you get award-winning results. So when I say supernatural results, it doesn't mean everybody is going to buy an aeroplane. Not everybody has the capacity to buy a bicycle. But if you have the capacity to buy a bicycle with the power of faith, you buy a motorbike. If you have the ability to buy a motorbike with the power of faith, you buy a, four, uh, a car running on four wheels uh, with an engine. If you have the ability to buy a saloon car with the power of faith, you buy four wheel. If you have the ability to buy four wheel with the power of faith, you buy a bus. If you have the ability to buy a bus with the power of faith, you buy a train. If you have the ability to buy a train with the power of faith, you buy a ship. If you have the ability to buy a ship with the power of faith, you buy an aircraft. You see, so when we say supernatural result, somebody's supernatural result is to be able to feed his family for 30 days. It's supernatural result. Because ever since you married, there are some four days you have to credit before you can balance the account. But when I say supernatural result, it means that not many days from now, you will no longer credit because God, by the power of faith, is going to expand your resources to fit your needs. That's what I mean by supernatural results. Usually Christians can be very greedy. Immediately he says supernatural results, they say, oh, pastor said that we are all going to receive 100 bags of rice next week. Not all of us has that capacity. So when we preach about prosperity, prosperity simply means that abounding beyond what you could naturally have gotten. Because God added his blessing to what you had. That's prosperity. 
So some results in Africa are supernatural, but the same results in Europe are not supernatural. So sometimes it is erroneous for us to compare our church to other churches in the city by the roadside where there is no mud. You just get out of Trotro, you are in front of your church building. If they have a thousand people and we have 40 on a Sunday morning in this muddy area, it might surprise you that what we have is indeed a supernatural result. In fact, I didn't know that you do so well until yesterday when a, a group of friends just told me that, Pastor, your church, you pray, pow. I said, what prayer? When I was rebuking them for not praying, they said, hey, William, when we come to your church, you suck us. And these are leaders in their own churches. And now church members were praying, they said, this is a praying church. And now I know that you are doing well. Please clap for yourself. You have done great. I didn't know because I don't travel. I don't see this. <laughs> we have a higher expectation. Because good is not enough. We have to be best. Amen. And our best. Yeah, that's very important. So when we say, let's look at Cornelius and see. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius. A centurion of what was called the Italian regiment. A devout man and one who feared God with his household and gave alms generously to people and prayed to God always. But at the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God coming in and saying to him, Cornelius. And when he observed him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said to him, Your prayers and alms have come up for a memorial before God. Now send men to Joppa and send for Simon, whose surname is Peter. He is lodging with Simon Eterna, whose house is by the sea. And he will tell you what you must do. That's all. That is all. Please lift up your head. And let's write a few things. I don't have a very long message this morning. Now, let's discuss Cornelius. This Cornelius, in fact, have supernatural results. Naturally, every human being can see human beings. And see natural things if only they are not blind. True or false. But it takes another empowerment to be able to see a spirit. Huh? I said it takes what? Another empowerment to be able to see a spirit. So to a certain extent, Cornelius was achieving some supernatural results. True or false? Cornelius was conscious of the existence of God. Cornelius knew that God exists. Cornelius knew that God is not dead. This God consciousness led Cornelius to a life of piety and devotion. So Cornelius became a devout and a God-fearing man Whose whole household, that's why when you are coming to church, you don't have to leave your family in the house. He served God and feared God with all his household, children and servants alike. This man was conscious of God. This man knew that God exists. This man could even see angels. Yet this man 
could not please God because he was lacking one thing. He lived a very pious life. Cornelius was not a fornicator, though a soldier. He wasn't a drunkard, though a soldier. He was not taking bribes, though a soldier. Cornelius was a God-fearing man. That is a man who lived righteously. He lives a holy life. He lives a life that shows very clearly he knows someone is watching. The reason why all of us are wearing trousers and shirt right now is we know someone will be watching in church. We all don't wear suits and ties when we are in our bedroom, do you? Why are you confident to undress in your bathroom? Because you know nobody will be watching. It's just you and God. So many of us do the things we do because we don't believe someone is watching. We tell lies because we don't believe someone is watching. Gehazi pursued Naaman and took the silver and the gold which Elisha had rejected. And he came back and Elisha said, where have you been? He said, I've been nowhere. I was in the backyard praying. And Elisha immediately said, was my spirit not with you? When you were pursuing Naaman. Which means that some thieves would have even killed you. Except that my spirit was with you to protect you. Even when you wanted to cheat. And this one mystery Christians don't understand. Sometimes when we get up and we go to work and we come back. We think oh we we achieved it on our own. We forget that there is a pastor who is on his knees interceding for us. Sometimes you think, oh me, if the pastor will, I'll stop going, you can stop coming to this church. But when you stop coming to Trinity Chapel, your results will change. Because any church you attend to, you attend, you come under the covering of the apostle of that church. So anytime you are not coming to church, you are taking yourself from under the cover of my apostleship. And I will say that very confidently. Because I know what I do in my chamber on your behalf. Amen. He said my spirit was with you. My spirit protected you. Nobody touched you because they know that you are the servant of Elisha. That crazy prophet. Who can command birds to eat up children. Simply because they were mocking him. They tell the story of how members of a certain church in Nigeria, when they travel and armed robbers want to attack them, you just have to say, mention the name of your church, and the armed robbers will run away because they fear that man of God. He has a covering. I say he has what? A covering. There is a fear. There is an anointing. There is an aura. Every man of God commands. There is a certain grace on my life which goes with you my peace Jesus said if I preach to you and you don't receive it I should command my peace to come back to me so when you leave the church and I command my peace to come back calamity begins to hit you in that same way if you leave this church and you join another church and that pastor is more serious and more praying perhaps you will achieve greater results 
But I can say confidently, I'm not behind any of the apostles. Because I'm still a very young minister. So I really believe that I'm not behind. With more exuberance. Maybe when I grow old, I'll know I'm a chief sinner. <laughs> Am I here? So please, Cornelius lived a life of piety and devotion. Two, his God's consciousness led him to a life of compassion and giving. That is the story. His God consciousness led him to a life of compassion and what? Giving. It means that if you know God exists, please, then live a life of piousness or piety and devotion. I don't know which one is good English, but write something. If you know there is God, be devoted to your worship of God. If you know that God exists, please live a life of compassion and a life of giving. And please, when I say compassion, compassion does not mean endorsement of laziness. As Christians, we should shun lazy people. Laziness is a bad spirit. So when I say live a life of compassion, I'm not saying go and endorse and make people become lazy. But compassion is when you see someone who is forcing, but is still not getting gauge to gauge, you lend a helping hand. You don't take over. Don't become anybody's God. And I don't want to become anybody's God. Compassion means lending a helping hand. Not taking over the burden. Galatians said, each man shall bear his own burden. The burden of taking care of your own family is your own burden. All someone can do to help is to lend a helping hand. But you must be responsible. This is the end of this podcast. It is produced by Trinity Radio Ministry and paid for by the friends and partners of Pastor Sintibidiaku. For more information about the ministry of Pastor Sintibidiaku, please visit www.trinitychapelonline.com If you find yourself in our city, please join us at North Legon, Accra, Ghana. God bless you.